Welcome to the Center in the City podcast. I'm your host, Wade Brill, and during this series, I'll be interviewing various thought leaders, wellness experts, and humans on how they practice sustainable self-care and mindfulness. We'll get real and raw, talk about the light and the shadow side of self-care and mindfulness, and how we can actually stay centered amid the chaos and the hustle and bustle of our modern day world. So settle in and get centered. This podcast episode is brought to you by Centered in the City, a virtual on-demand self-care and mindfulness platform with over a hundred different meditations, journaling prompts, nourishing recipes, and Pilates flows, all designed to support you feeling calm, focused, and energized as you live your life in this modern day world. For more information, head on over to centeredinthecity.org and claim your seven-day free trial. Notice how much better you will feel by having a consistent practice to support you staying centered. Today on the podcast, we are talking to my sister, Lauren Brill, who is the CEO and founder of Sweet Lauren's, which is a clean food company that's redefining what it means to be delicious and convenient. Sweet Lauren's makes the number one cookie dough brand in the United States, which offers delicious cookies that are non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, plant-based ingredients, nut-free. They are so yummy. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably see me making them a bunch. Lauren is also a cancer survivor. She had Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is the same type of cancer I had four years prior to my diagnosis. And Lauren is also a new mom and married within the last year. I wanted to have her on the podcast so we could talk about how she practiced staying centered amid all of the chaos of running a business, being a mom, just moving to the West Coast, doing it all, and taking care of herself. You might also hear some background noise in this podcast episode, and what that is is the breast pump. My sister is pumping while podcasting. It should be a new hashtag. And I'm so glad she is because it's a great example of women having to and getting to balance it all. So settle in to this episode and enjoy. You're the only one who thinks I'm funny. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Centered in the City podcast, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be uh, interviewed by my sister. This is so fun, and who knows where we're going to go today. I want to begin by asking you, what does being centered mean to you? Being centered means um, really not, uh, really feeling so connected and comfortable and calm with my choice or where I am, not feeling like I'm pulled in a million directions or um, uncertain about what I'm doing. I think just feeling centered, I think of just calm and collected and grounded. And it's a really nice feeling when you're centered and not kind of out of whack or feeling pulled in a million directions that makes you feel kind of confused or shaken up or unbalanced. Mm, I mean, been hearing like in self-doubt 
I don't know about self-doubt, but there's just, you know, I think life is complicated, especially having a business and a family. And just, there's a lot of different priorities. There's a lot of scheduling. There's a lot of things to get done. And if I'm highly centered, I can, I think, achieve them all with a very level head. I can focus. Um, I'm kind of in control of the scheduling and like just making sure everything is getting done the way I want it to. Being off-centered just feels like a mess. You know, it just things feel chaotic. out of whack, chaotic, not in control, not organized, um, you know, unbalanced kind of. So and that doesn't feel good for me. Like I, I like being in control. I like things organized. I like clarity. Um, I like feeling good about my choices. So what, how do you practice staying centered as a business owner of Sweet Lawrence, as a new mom of a four month old, as somebody who just got married within the last year? Like, how are you currently practicing being centered? So I think being centered is something that has, I've definitely appreciated being centered for a long time. And I think yoga helped me do that just because it really connects the mind and the body. And so, you know, I just crazy yogi for such a long time. In, in all honesty, I haven't been able to do much yoga being pregnant and now having a four month old, um, I've been so focused on rebuilding my core and just like, I haven't been able to do the power yoga classes that I once was able to, you know, for, for what feels like almost a year now, you know, just cause I stopped doing them towards the end of pregnancy. And then, um, now I'm starting to feel kind of back to my old self and could, could kind of redo it. So I think what I've leaned on it hasn't been yoga necessarily but it has been a daily daily working out or daily movement always helps me kind of release stress and realize my priorities and um, I also get a lot of good ideas while working out so I think you know just knowing myself like I have to make sure I can work out daily so that means I either do it when our nanny's here during the day or Greg my husband and I are just really good about saying like do you need, you know, what do you need at the end of the day? You know, like right now, uh, you know, the nanny's going to leave at five and he has a lot of work to do. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll get her, you know, because I know when I need something, maybe tomorrow, he'll then be able to get the baby. And so I think being able to like, just look at my schedule, have, be able to organize priorities, know myself and to be able to make sure I, I get what I need during the day, which for me is, definitely a good workout, good, healthy, yummy food around the house. Um, and, you know, during the week, kind of knowing the things that fill me up. So making sure I have, you know, I'm effective with my work. I'm very passionate about my company. Um, you know, I'm the CEO of my company. I have to be very present and organized for things, but also making sure I have enough like alone time during the week, you know, feeling like I can get out and do my own thing, or I have enough girl time during the week so that, you know, it's been crazy with COVID, but now with things feeling more safe, it's, I'm just, I'm not happy if I don't have some alone time with girlfriends and kind of, you know, out of the house. And so I think just knowing that those are things that fill me up, 
that help me feel like centered in my best self, um, excited about the future, optimistic, good, good energy flowing in me. You know, then I, then I love life and I can kind of accomplish everything I need. You know, if I don't get what I need during the week, I'm quite off centered. So and as her sister, you do not want to be around Lauren when she is off-centered. <laughs> I'm sure Greg can attest to that as well. Um, talk to us about how do you, you know, take this quality and, and what fills your cup up and bring it into your business? Like, how do you bring this centered mentality into being the CEO of a kick-ass growing company? And, and how does that shape and shift, you know, company culture and growth? I think, you know, leaders lead by example. So I think just me kind of talking about, um, you know, having a really good partnership with Greg, how we kind of have a balance of who has responsibilities. I think, you know, uh, talking about, you know, the daily exercises I do where, you know, I, I, I'm never, when you see me on calls with my team, I'm not flustered. You know, I tried to be really calm, cool, and collected. And I think, um, you know, what I say all the time to people is like, you know, wake up early or after work, work out, whatever, whatever it is, fit in the things that help you relieve stress, that help you feel your best, that are great, healthy habits to have. Um, we're always talking about kind of healthy, good meals um, that we've had to kind of inspire one another. And and also just like doing the things that make you really happy during the week. I think, you know, kind of every Monday we have a status where we're all, we all check in every Monday together, Monday morning. And it's like, what everyone do this weekend? Like, let's hear funny stories. Let's, you know, what new thing did you accomplish? So I think just, I try to be a leader who leads by example to, to have a positive energy, to really kind of have my act together. So I'm not flustered, you know, I'm, I'm, hopefully leading by example to show that like, you know, meetings have to have an agenda, um, have a goal, have a purpose. And I think all those things there's, you know, being centered, I think everyone is a little different. There are different things that center people, but I always try to support our team, you know, to do the things that make them happy and to not hold, you know, hold themselves back from whatever it is that makes them happy, whether it's travel or seeing friends or cooking dinner or, you know, going to the beach. So just really supporting people in, in like, you know, dreaming big and doing whatever makes them happy and, and um, yeah, and, and kind of no judgment. Talk to us about how baking, because obviously I know more about you being your sister, but talk to us about how baking is a really helpful practice for you. Yeah, I love I've, I mean, I've loved baking for the last several years, but um, for anyone who doesn't know, I have a company called Sweet Lauren's. It's the number one natural cookie dough brand in the US. And so, you know, you can find our products in the refrigerated cookie dough section of, you know, many supermarkets across the country, whether, you know, it's Whole Foods, Kroger, Publix, et cetera. So Costco. Costco, not all Costco's, but yes, in Costco, but we're in Target, you know, all, all the major supermarkets, thankfully. And um, it's non-GMO, really clean ingredients, but also plant-based and gluten-free and nut-free and dairy-free, kosher carbs. So really it's great for every lifestyle, whether you want a healthy lifestyle or maybe you have a food allergy or restrictions. 
So um, I, you know, I started my company because I overcame cancer when I was 22. I had Hodgkin's lymphoma, which a couple years later, you know, Wade was diagnosed with, which is just the craziest thing. Um, but thankfully, we're both super healthy now and past that. But when I was diagnosed with it, I got really into eating clean and um, eating clean and eating delicious. And my doctor didn't really help me out in that way. So I, I started taking cooking classes. I started studying nutrition and I started to make a lot of meals that were just really whole food based ingredients. And I felt like it was really easy and delicious to make great food, but dessert. I have such a sweet tooth. Our whole family has always had chocolate for dessert and always had such a big sweet tooth. And I was just so frustrated that there was no delicious sweets I could find in a bakery or in packaged food in a supermarket that were like so delicious, worth, you know, worth the indulgence, worth the calories, and also made up like ingredients I really wanted in my body that supported my body and like my health. And so that's where I just got so frustrated with what was out there and started to make my own cookie dough recipes. And that's how I started Sweet Lauren's. And so when I think back to like reco recovering during that time, I, I think I was really drawn to baking for a couple of reasons. Like one, it just makes people so happy. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I think I was searching for happiness and joy in, in a hard time in my life. And I just love, you know, I love how, you know, smiles just always come, you know, with the smell of fresh baked cookies in the oven or when you have a delicious, you know, dessert experience. I mean, it's just euphoria. So I think the happiness I was really attracted to, I also think it's something that you can share with people. Like a lot of the times, you know, you bake for other people or you bake for dessert at dinner. And so those are just like moments of connection with other people, which I love. And then I also think personally, it was incredibly therapeutic, like just to have something that, you know, to follow a recipe, to have precision with ingredients, um, to, you know, it's just something you can kind of lose yourself in because it's kind of meditative and there's steps to it and you get an end result. And so it's very gratifying and, you know, it's easy to do, like you can do it in your own kitchen. It doesn't require something, you know, crazy machinery or, you know, um, you know, depends what type of ingredients you're using, but, you know, it's, it, and also then there's also this magic. Like, I think when you make something, you put all these ingredients together and then a chemical reaction happens, which is why baking is kind of so hard to do sometimes for people. And, you know, something different comes out of the oven than what you put in. And so, um, for all those reasons, I think I fell in love with baking and, um, the reason why I think I turned it into a career is really the reaction I saw in other people. I mean, it's just so, such a great feeling to create a product that makes so many people happy. I just want to, I just want to keep, you know, doing it and creating more products. So, um, and now a days I, you know, I still do all the recipe development for new products. So I constantly love love that aspect but I also I'm a creative person I love painting and now that I'm so focused on building a business I love to bake whenever I have the free time which with a newborn and the business isn't as much as I'd like but it's just nice at the end of the day when I'm on the computer a lot and on phone calls a lot and podcast interviews you know that I just want to like use my hands do something creative get in the kitchen it really scratches a part of my brain and itch that just feels very artistic, very creative, very free. 
And um, that always makes me feel more balanced. I can attest to being on the receiving end of somebody who got to be a taste tester in the early days of Sweet Lawrence. And it's so true that baking brings so much joy into the kitchen, whether you're having fun as the baker yourself, mixing something up or seeing the look on somebody's face. It is that connection and that warmth that is really special. Lauren, talk to us about, because one of the things I admire about you, not only as my older sister, but is your clarity in what you want to say yes and no to. And so talk to us about your decision-making. Like, how do you set boundaries around things that don't bring you joy? You know, how do you say no to obligations as a CEO that you don't want to do? You know, how do you practice being clear about the things you do want to do? And maybe it's not so, you know, forgive the pun, cookie cutter, but what is your process? Uh, Well, I appreciate that, Wadey. That's sweet. I think that I... I mean, I'm still learning how to set boundaries, but I do think that when time is short, short and like, you know, at the beginning when I started my company and I didn't know anything about, you know, running a business or, or how important my time was, I said yes to everything because I had to. I mean, I was a one woman show at the very beginning, but I think the best advice I have is hiring a team, hiring a really smart high level team that you can um, delegate and hand things off to has been incredible because there's so many things I didn't like doing in the business, but I had to do. And so being able to grow, you know, I had to do it. I sucked it up for a couple of years, you know, to get the business big enough to be able to then hire people that are smarter than me in different areas. And, you know, they could take on operations, they could take on the finance, they could take on the sales, whatever it is that after a while did not bring me joy. And so um, hiring a team delegating is huge. And I think also I've just, I've done a ton. I'm part of an entrepreneur group. I do a ton of just work on myself. I have a therapist. Like I just really have, have focused on getting to know myself more and more and being really honest with myself that like everyone has superpowers and everyone has things that they're not that they're not as good at or don't enjoy as much. And I think getting really clear on those things and not feeling bad about it, but just knowing that they don't bring you joy and that you get really protective over yourself to say, listen, like I want Lauren to be happy and Lauren's not happy really when she's doing X and Y. So I'm going to try to do as little of X and Y as possible because I'm really protective of Lauren's happiness and her energy. And I think when I just, my mind kind of started to shift in that direction, I, you know, I've gotten a lot better at saying yes or no to things because I just, life is too short. I want to be as happy as possible. And, um, you know, and, and there's a way, you know, there's a way to not have to do a bunch of those things. And then if you need help, like, you know, if there's things I don't like doing, like that maybe Greg, my, you know, my husband likes doing like, you know, asking him to do them, you know? So, and then there are things he doesn't like doing and I'm happy to do them. So, you know, I just think being able to like hire and delegate or the people you have around you, how, how to separate things, but you have to, no one can do this for you. You have to know yourself really well enough. So spend time just, you know, doing exercises, whatever, whatever it can um, to help you kind of know yourself better and then set boundaries. I love that 
and reminder of how important it is for people to know themselves and to deeply listen. Because from that, from once you gain awareness, then you, you can make change in your life or you have awareness to do different things. Um, but if you don't have that awareness, you're kind of just stuck in this like hovering pattern that can lead to feeling of burnout or not feeling good in your skin or feeling frustrated or, or angry. And yeah. so, yes, working with a coach, working with a therapist, working, you know, doing self-reflection, whatever it is, but to really deeply listen is such a huge key to life. It is. And I think I remember having some aha moments of just like life doesn't have to feel like you're pushing a boulder up this massive hill mm -hmm. all the time. I mean, there are points when you're building something, maybe at the beginning, it's incredibly hard, but you know, your, your whole life doesn't have to feel like that. And I think the more, you know, life should feel amazing. And, you know, I think being sick helped me really appreciate how precious life is mm -hmm. and, and feeling healthy and better made me appreciate how amazing feeling healthy is. And so I just don't take that for granted. Like I'm as, I'm very clear on what goals I want in my life for my family, for my business, um, that time is very precious, that my happiness is very precious. And, you know, I think, you know, just appreciating that and setting boundaries and saying, I, I actually want life to be amazing. And it really can be. And I think most people want to feel really happy and you're allowed to feel that you should feel that. And, you know, it just takes a lot of work, you know, because we're all not handed this. I was just going to say, I was just going to ask you, you know, being a cancer survivor, how do you think that has shifted your perspective? And you just answered then, I completely agree that I think being, having a health battle, whatever it may be, gives you that bigger perspective on how valuable time is, how short life is, what health actually means, right? When you feel so shitty, you actually can take take for granted what being healthy feels like or what a good day feels like. You know, I always am curious for people who have not had to battle cancer or an extreme health diagnosis where they can kind of connect to that value for themselves. Sometimes we need those like darkest, deepest moments to really have a wake up call. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think that a lot of the times people need a major life change, whether it's a health scare for them or someone close to them, or maybe they have a, a kid for the first time. And those are when I've seen these pivotal moments of like, oh my God, I'm, I can't take life for granted. I'm looking at it through a whole new lens. So, you know, you can either wait for those moments to happen or, you know, try as much as possible now to just realize how grateful, how lucky, you know, you are, if you're just a healthy person, you know, that kind of has freedom in this world, you get to choose what you want to do with your life. And I just remember a time when I felt like I was dealt a bad hand of cards mm -hmm. and that that's just how my life was kind of going to be. And, and then I realized how unhappy I was like kind of mild, depressed every day, feeling like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a cancer survivor for the rest of my life. You know, my, our mother was sick, you know, uh, with cancer. It, there was just a lot of negativity around. And I think it was when I got to really know myself to say, wow, that doesn't make Lauren happy. And I want to protect Lauren. And even if I have to crawl my way out of here and build my own happiness and life and success, 
I'm determined to do it. And I, I really think that, you know, and now I can say, I'm just genuinely feel like, you know, I have the things I need to be super happy and it took a lot of work to get here. So I just say that it, it does take hard work. I think you have to have that mindset, but everyone deserves that freedom, that happiness, that dream life of theirs, however that looks, um, be determined to not accept, you know, mediocre, you know, mm. if, and, um, you know, it does take work though. It doesn't just magically happen, you know? I love that you're demonstrating one of the things like you're talking to yourself in the third person, but essentially that's important. It's like how we talk to ourselves is so important, right? How we are our best friends on this journey of life is so important. So I love that strategy of even just sitting down and being like, you know, what is, what makes Wade happy right now, right? Talking to yourself in the third person can help kind of create some space to really get clear on what it is that can support you living your best life. As a new mom, how have you experienced guilt? Because I know that's a very common thing, especially for mothers, especially for new mothers. And how have you been managing it? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm literally pumping right now, you know, uh, as we're on this on, on this podcast. Um, but I'm, I'm starting to, we're going to start to feed Skylar, our, our four month old, some solid food soon. And I am done. I want to be done breastfeeding soon and pumping. I'm just, it's, you know, and I think, listen, like that, I feel guilt. I feel guilt because I want to give my daughter the best thing possible, but I also want Lauren to have her life back and to feel like I can leave the house for more than a couple hours to not have painful, you know, breasts when I wake up because they're full of milk. And, you know, so, I mean, I've, it's having a baby. It just does make you feel guilty. You want to, you want to give your best and your all. So how I've dealt with, you know, just using breastfeeding as one example is again, I'm really listening to myself when I start to feel like, wow, Lauren's like frustrated and not happy about something. And it's mixed feelings because breastfeeding, I've really loved it, but I also have, it's, it hasn't been easy. And so, so, you know, if it were easy, I would have just made a decision, you know, a couple months ago to stop breastfeeding, you know? So, but I think, thank God I have a great partner because I would notice this in myself and then I bring it up to Greg and have a conversation about it, you know? And I think the more I hear, even our brother told me, you know, whatever makes mom happy is going to make is better for the baby, you know? And so, and you know, Micah Greg said was, that. Micah said that. It was so oh, sweet. I love He's that. Like, I know. He was like, you know, breast milk is probably better than formula, but like whatever makes mom happy is like the best thing. I was like, I really appreciate that, Micah, because I want to do the best thing possible. Um, and I think Greg sees it too. Like, um, you know, he's just like, Lauren, you gave her enough to get her going. Now she's going to start eating solid foods. She's not just relying on formula, like, you know, and it's just helpful um, to kind of get reassurance from people that you really care about, you know, and that have been through this before, you know, our brother has three kids. It's just helpful hearing that um, and, and having Greg's support. Because if Greg was like, you know, made me feel guilty about this, it would obviously be way harder. But um, and again, I, this is about protecting, you know, protecting yourself. So, you know, I think I've, I really feel like I've done the best I can. And now I need to be protective of like Lauren's happiness, getting Lauren back 
mentally and physically because Lauren has other things she wants to do besides just be a mom. Mm. Love it. Lauren, where can people learn more about you, stay connected with you and learn more about Sweet Lauren's? So you can learn more about Sweet Lauren's on sweetlaurens.com. That's sweet, L-O-R-E-N-S.com or find us on Instagram, Facebook at Sweet Lauren's, sweet, L-O-R-E-N-S. You can follow me at Lauren Brill on Instagram, L-O-R-E-N-B-R-I-L-L. And yeah, check us out. I mean, our cookie dough is incredibly delicious. Wade really was the reason why I was able to help get off the ground because she believed in me from the very, very beginning as my younger sister, which um, really was probably the most important person in my life and was a taste tester. Like at the very, very beginning, was just always so supportive. So I have to thank you, Wade. You're really part of the reason why I was able to get off the ground. And you can find our cookie dough in the refrigerated cookie dough section of most supermarket um, or online. We can ship right to your home. So check us out, Sweet Lauren's. And um, yeah, wishing everyone health and wellness. And uh, thanks for having me on, Wade. Proud of you. Thanks for being here and so honored to support you on your journey. Love, love, love you. Love you. Thanks so much for listening to the Centered in the City podcast. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. Head on over and tag Lauren at Lauren Brill and tag me at One Wade to continue the discussion. Let us know your takeaways, what's resonating with you, questions you might still have. We want to connect with you. Until next time, stay centered.